I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the best of Cavino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every day from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Cavino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. We have to wish someone a very happy birthday. Because she's single. She's that, single. She's hot. She's in Brazil with her family. Apparently celebrating a low-key family birthday with her mom and sister this weekend in Brazil. Happy birthday to Giselle, Ooh. who turns 43. Giselle. Bunchen. Yeah. Bunchen. So, Danny. Monsi, Ramos, I got to hear from all you guys. Uh, anyone who wants to chime in, 877-99 on Fox. My first thought was, when you're fresh out of a divorce, and I know it was amicable for the most part, but do you call exes on their birthday? Do you DM them? Do you drop a little happy birthday text message? Or is that fishing for attention? Is that opening the door of deceit? Like, is there anything wrong with, or is it normal behavior to well, reach out to an ex on their birthday. We're going to go around the room, right? And we're going to take your phone calls at 877-99 on Fox. And, of course, you can chime in at Covino and Rich on social media, the most interactive show on radio, the most inclusive. Let's go. Let's get involved. I got to tell you from experience, dude, that it's probably in his best interest to maybe drop a text to call. Get out of here. What is this, 1980-something? Nobody calls anybody. He doesn't have to call her to wish her a happy birthday. Beat it with that. 
Let me check uh, out Tommy's. Uh, let me check out Tommy's Instagram. Let me see if he Instagrammed like, a, "Hey, happy birthday to my ex." I doubt it. Mm, well, I mean, he doesn't have to do it publicly either. It is a private situation. Um, they are public figures, though. I get it, but. Here's why I say it's okay. My first initial instinct, Rich, was like, no way. Get out of here. That's desperate. You're moving forward. They have kids together. They have to remain amicable or at least try, right? And that's like the slightest gesture. If you could communicate with your ex and co-parent and talk about like, hey, uh, I'm taking the kids to the mall today, then you could wish her, and by the way, hope you have a nice birthday. That's not going overboard. It's not that big of a deal, and that's coming from me. And I don't have the most amicable situation. We're very civil, right, for the greater good of our kid. But even I would do that. Would I call? No. Would I make a public post? Absolutely not. And again, we're talking ex-wife with a kid. If it's an ex-girlfriend or an ex-wife with no kid, absolutely no. There's no need for it. There's no need. Uh, I don't know. I mean, listen, if, if this is, let, let's just, let's say you're 35, 40 years old. And your high school sweetheart, who you dated 20 years ago, you just happen to be scrolling on Instagram or Facebook, and it's like, oh, look, it's uh, Jenny's birthday. Oh, Jessica's birthday. I knew this day sounded familiar. It's, is it creepo shady, Monsi, to say, hey, hope you're having a nice birthday? Yes. I 100% agree with Cavino on this. I don't care how long you dated, unless you have kids. There's no reason to. I actually hated when random, like, Random friends of high school would Facebook message me, happy birthday. Stop. You don't know. So I oh, took my birthday them, off. Monty. Yeah, how I took my birthday them. off because we're not friends. Like, I, no. Stop That's, it. Yeah. No, no, no. My gusta. I'm with Kavino on this. Yeah, you're really just fishing for some sort of interaction. Not necessarily anything uh, creepy and 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 anything that'll get you into trouble, but, like, what's the point? What's the point? Good. What's the point? What are you really getting at? I mean, I'm not I'm not saying a little happy birthday, you up. Um, I'm, I'm saying, like, a, a simple, like, yo, I dated you in the 90s. Like, hey, hope you're well. Happy birthday. No. There's no crime in it, but remember where this conversation started, Tom and Giselle. If there's kids involved, I understand, right? Again, you're just trying to keep it peaceful, keep things going, trying to remain civil so that you guys could co-parent and have an easy breezy relationship together without any hostile sort of back and forth Monty, if you ex, grab your, uh, it, it depends you, how much time has gone by too rich you're saying a high school girlfriend right yeah so if you've been out of high school 20 something years and you happen to see on facebook it's her birthday and you just want to join in on the fun hey happy like there's no crime in that it depends how fresh it is if it's a recent ex i don't know if your current girl is going to be okay with that if it's if it's here's the rule we're going to establish it here on Fox Sports Radio it can't be the most recent ex because that looks shady to the person you're with mm-hmm. hmm. that's fair right if especially it's a high school was, sweetheart uh, especially, well whatever. if there was overlap between the person you're with now and that ex that's that's a fair statement but Monty if you happen to see your dude's phone laying around and I don't know happen to somehow find your way into the DMs and it was like Hey, happy birthday. Haven't talked to you in a while. Hope everything's good. Is that that's not innocent to you? Again, why now? If you have kept a relationship, a friendship, where every year you send a message on your birthday, you send a Merry Christmas, that's different. But if we don't have any sort of relationship, you don't you nobody needs to tell me happy birthday. You don't need to tell them happy birthday. That's how I feel. If you have kept a relationship, even if it's a minimal one, that's different. 
You know what it is, and I hate to say this, Rich, and I mean no disrespect here from Jersey. Hey, Dickie, no disrespect. But Rich is such a people pleaser, mm. and that's not necessarily a bad thing all the time. Like, he wants to be on the good side of, of yeah, all the right. relationships and the good side of, of, of everyone um, on Facebook and, and in his life that he wants to lead with that all the time. But it's definitely not nece- necessary, and it can be perceived as you're fishing for something. I mean, if I've seen you naked, I feel like I could at least say happy birthday. <laughs> it depends. Well, yeah. It just depends how long. And that's not. Day. And that's not why I wish Ramos a happy birthday. Oh. By the way, <laughs> I, I just, it's because <laughs> I you. genuinely, you know. Just, thank you, Rich. Yeah, so thank right, you. Right. Uh, uh, but okay, I just wanted to throw that out there because I saw Giselle forty three, and I'm like, oh, I wonder. You know, it's their, her first birthday officially away from Tom. I wonder. You know, because for the last decade or so, they probably had a beautiful vacation or dinner or something. So he sees the date. I wonder if he's like. Hey, I know it didn't work out, but uh, hey, you're a great mom. Happy birthday. Uh, no, because well. they're, they're it, communicating all the time okay. with their kids or about their kids, even if it's through email or, or text message So, or um, our family wizard. There's apps for people to communicate to keep it on the up and up, right, for legal reasons. So even if it's through these apps, like he's going to wish her a happy birthday. It's in his best interest for the kids. I think being that it's the first birthday since divorce – he doesn't have to, and he's not wrong if he doesn't. But I think it's okay if he did. So, this December, you don't think Sofia Vergara is going to hit up Joe Manganiello? Wish him a no. happy birthday? Too fresh. Too fresh. No way. By the way, uh, that's a side question. Monsi, Ramos, Danny G, who's the hotter commodity at this stage of the game? Joe Manganiello or Sofia Vergara? Ooh. Well, Suzanne, my wife Suzanne loves... I can't even say his last name. Joe Yeah, yeah. She saw. I said, "Oh, did you see that uh, Sofia Vergara are getting a divorce?" And she's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, she's smoking hot. My dad loves her. She's on what AGT as a as a judge, and of course, Modern Family. Joe Manganiello has been so cool on our show. He's a big Pittsburgh Steelers fans for all the. For all the Steelers fans oh, out he there, he rolls Joe with AB, Antonio Brown. He's big in that Pittsburgh scene. And I, yeah. I say that because that's I remember seeing him at an event with Antonio Brown when he was on the Steelers. I don't think they're still friends, by the way. I doubt it. I mean, you don't know that. <laughs> Joe, Antonio Brown's trying to get into adult films now. Do you see that? Well, <laughs> yeah, so let's see. You know. <laughs> I haven't gotten that Google update, but to answer your question, Sofia Vergara, for sure. Um, she's still looking fine. Fine. I saw her in a thong recently. I was like, boom, bam. And and she's sexy, dude. Joe Manganiello, look, I'm sure she's a pain in the ace. But he's also Everyone a lot is. to deal with, too, with his nerdy stuff. His, he's, like, big into Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm sure that gets tiresome after a while. At first, he was how, probably like, are you serious, Joe? <laughs> yeah, I don't care how ripped your abs are. That, that's got to become exhausting after a while. I don't know if you were watching the game. Cardinals. Dakota Hudson's pitching. Marlins, Jesus Sanchez is up at, at the bat, and he hits a foul ball toward third base coach Jody Reed. Jody Reed ends up fracturing his leg. They say fracture his leg, but it's actually he broke his leg, and he tried to shake it off and walk it off on third base. And you probably saw the clip go viral. I saw it on social media, and I was like, did he really break his leg? How do you break your leg and just like walk it off like that? <laughs> but you know what? It's uh, it, it reminds me of most grown men because we're stubborn dummies, right, ladies? Where how many times does a grown man hurt himself 
And his wife's like, honey, sit down for a second. He's like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. And all of a sudden, he's like, ah. I was talking to the contractor that's redoing stuff in my house, and we had a garage door guy stop by to, to assess, like, oh, what, what are my options? I, the garage door is slightly, like, open, not all the way. I slammed my head on this garage door to the point where I was like, yo, I might, I, I think I'm about to black out. And they're like, oh, my God, are you okay? I had to play it off. I'm like, no, guys, I'm fine. I, hit me. I said it hit me on the good part of the head. Like as if, like, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. You already were concussed. Uh, yeah, I, dude. dude I, <clears throat> I remember when that happened to you, man. I remember he was all dizzy the rest of the day. He had a, his head bandaged up when I saw him later on. <laughs> And I know Ramos has a story. I know everybody probably has a story uh, of them just trying to play it off, but it was really worse than it seemed. It's, so, like a, it's like a more extreme version of, you know how every guy trips and then he turns it into a little jog? Yes. You try to jog it off. So the this, times you tried to shake it off. I know, Ramos, you said a, you yeah, had a story so, about your Little League team. Yeah, this past week we were in, play, in the sectionals, and the guy from shortstop threw the ball to first. I was coaching first base. I thought it was going to hit me, so... I tried to get out of the way and I tripped over my feet and I landed on my butt and my arm on what was basically um, AstroTurf. I didn't realize I thought it was grass. When I got up, my butt was killing me, but I just shook it off. Like, you don't want to be like looking like you're injured. You're like, I'm good, I'm good. About two innings later, Suzanne comes up to the fence and says, Honey, what's wrong with your arm? I looked down and my elbow was as big as a pumpkin. It was what? humongous. I didn't even feel it. I don't. I don't know what happened. I go. Oh my god. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. The kids are like, Coach, are you okay? I'm like, Oh. And she's like, You better go to the doctor. I'm like, It's like the third inning. I'm like, I'm not leaving the game. But I put ice on it. But my point is that, like you said, I had no clue, and I was very injured. I had to go to the, um, what is it, the urgent care after the game was over to make sure I didn't break wow. my arm. Well, because, yep. again, it's in our nature, right, to pretend like we're okay, yeah. but we're really not. Uh, so your phone call is now at 877-99 on Fox. And you got to see this clip of Jody Reed. Again, he tries to shake it off. Broke ends up breaking his leg, um, and everybody has a story. And, Ramos, you made me think of a, of a weird story. Rich, who was it? There was a porn star, right, who some bar welcomed as, like, the celebrity guest. And remember she jumped off into like oh, a pit Adri- of foam? Adriana Chekich. Chekich. Yes. And she, she like did like a silly spin around a pole at a public appearance. And she jumped into um, a, a, a pile full of foam. But underneath that oh, foam when you was... Said, but when you said ball pit, I thought something else because it was a... Okay, forget No, it wasn't even a oh. ball pit. It was just like... And she fell so hard on her ass that she ended up breaking her back. So she couldn't even oh. play it off. At least you she's got done, to play by it way, off. She's done in the adult industry. No joke. Yeah, that was a, a pretty big story about a year ago. Yeah, she broke her <laughs> spine in half. Uh, yeah. No. Spinal. Yes. Spinal. Spinal. Um, Rich and I were at a home run derby, right? And I believe, where were we, in St. Louis, Rich? I feel like we were in St. Louis. I was in Anaheim or St. Louis. Either way, you're, yeah, I know why we're confusing those two places because it's where Albert Pujols played. But he was in the home run derby. We were lucky enough to be in left field. Pujols hit one of his typical line drive home runs into the left field bleachers. Cavino and I were 10 rows Dude. up too far. Exit velocity, like 116 miles per hour. Like a this rocket guy, bomb. This guy gets hit right in the face in slow motion. We see like spit and blood come out of his face. Like, <laughs> this guy looks messed up. This guy's me. Kavino and Spot all look at each other like, that guy needs medical attention. He's telling his buddies, I'm fine. I'm fine. 
His tooth is hanging out. He's got blood on his face, and he's like, "Dude, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good." I'm like, "That guy is not good." No, no, it was it was so bad. Like somebody call an ambulance for this guy. He's too tough for his own good right now. So the times you tried to shake it off. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox or hit us up at Cavino and Rich. As a kid, you know you you fall in public, you fall off your bike, you fly over your handlebars on a Throwback Thursday. Everybody remembers that. I always tried to suck it up real tough until I saw blood. Once I saw the blood or something, that's when I would have a panic, freak out, freak out, Ooh. running home to mom. Um, but I, I always tried to play it off, Rich. I remember uh, you ever milk playing. It? Ever milk it? I mean, for for what? For a Nintendo game or something? <laughs> What do you mean? No, it's kind of, or, or like booty from a girl you were dating. Like, oh, my God, I hurt my – like, you know, sympathy love or something. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, you got to do that. As, as, as the meme goes, every guy that's ever got hit in the junk wrestling with his girlfriend, he plays it up like, <laughs> oh, oh. I'm like, yeah. meanwhile, you're not really hurt. But I will say, you know, during COVID, this is so embarrassing, guys, that I, I actually had to I, – I was on the ground like, oh. So – Every person tried to figure out what can I do to work out at home during COVID. Remember that? We were like, gyms are closed. Of course. Couldn't do anything. So I bought all these resistance bands. And I attached this big resistance band thing to my closet door in my apartment. I was still living in my apartment in Sherman Oaks at the time, Kavino. And I, I'm doing like chest, almost like the equivalent of like, like a pec deck, like, like chest with these resistance bands. They snap out of the closet door and the thing like right in the back of the head. I was doing the whole – I told my wife, I'm like, please keep an eye on me. Like, like, like I, what a, don't let me fall asleep. Like I was, I was freaking out, dude. There's like, a lot of viral clips of, of those uh, bands snapping up between people's legs. Yeah, luckily so, it didn't hit me in the nuts. It hit yeah, me in the that, head. Yeah, that could be painful. Those are dangerous for sure. Oh. Um you know, so we're talking about those times. I meant to do that. Those I meant to do that moments. Every in your TikTok life. or uh, Instagram fail when some guy falls off a skateboard uh, onto a railing. He gets up like, yeah, no big deal. And I'm like, no big deal. That guy looked like he died. That's just sort of something they need to do. I mean, so, it hey, happens uh, in sports all the time. And like, you know, everyone probably has their own story. I remember, dude. I, I was sliding into home. And the catcher, I saw this happen actually in the Yankee game just the other day. Um, the catcher came at me while I was sliding. So clearly I was gunned, right? I shouldn't yeah. have went. So the catcher already had the ball, and he went up the third base line as I was sliding. And he basically, instead of tagging me, he sort of punched me in the face with the glove. <laughs> but, but as he's coming at me, I'm also sliding home, and he just – pummeled me right in the face so i was tagged in the face as hard as could be i came up dude bloody lip bleeding all over the place and clearly i needed stitches but it's just in our nature to like yeah because you feel so embarrassed right i think that's what it is i think that's what it is that's the lesson to be learned as as we get to as we get to monsi with an update i think the lesson is we all are like sometimes like we're embarrassed or pride where we're like i don't want people to know i'm hurt monsi I was playing softball recently, like a month ago. I got drilled in the ankle with a with a ground ball that just got away from me. I had a welt, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And I was thriving in pain, and I did the whole like, "No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good." good. Meanwhile, good. I'm throbbing. I'm good. You, you women are way smarter than guys with this stuff. You like, you at least own your injuries. I mean, if I'm playing a game and I want to keep playing, I'm gonna lie that I'm fine. 
You know okay. what I'm saying? But if I got hurt with my boyfriend, I'm going to milk it and try and get something pretty out of it. Get a little massage out of it. Yeah, or like yeah. a gift. I like gifts. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I, I don't enough. know. Maybe he'll buy me something pretty because he feels bad. Monty, if you can get more than a two-minute <laughs> massage out of your man, yeah. like you won. Yes. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it's time to play when 50 hits. Let's do it. Yeah. What we gonna do right here is go back. Back into time. Throwing it back for a Thursday. Old school when 50 hits. At 50 after, CNR give you the time capsule topic, and we reminisce together. Yeah. Yeah. 
up. So not only is it Giselle Bunchen's birthday, right? <laughs> but it's National Lollipop Day or something ridiculous like that. Every day, I don't know even how this started, but it became a great, a great marketing tactic, I guess, for certain things. But it's Lollipop Day. And it just got us thinking about old school candy. Well, when you said old school lollipop, my first thought was, first of all, the blow pop, hands down, the best lollipop. Is it even that? That might be like when you talk about the greatest of all time. Like everyone's like, "Yo, Jordan, no question." Blow pop, no question. I don't know because that <laughs> the sugar from the gum, the flavor from the gum, it runs that's, out in like thirty seconds. That's true, but I feel like name a better lollipop than it's, the blow pop. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's better than the Tootsie Pop. That that. Just that, how about that Charms Candy lollipop, that, that flat one? That is good. I got the, <laughs> I got at least my number one answer on the board. How about the caramel apple pop? Oh Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I know what you're talking about. The, got, it almost looks like Starbucks put the the heavy drizzle on top yes, of it and dried I, it out. I do love that. So is the uh, is the sugar ba- is the sugar daddy a lollipop or is that just caramel on a stick? No, that's a filling remover. Uh, that's oh uh, yeah, that, that's that's a dentist visit. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely yeah, yeah. a dentist visit in the making because you rip your filling out. Um, so on National Lollipop Day, we want you to put your thinking caps on. Mine is a, a is an old school 1996 World Series Yankees. Oh, that's your thinking, thinking cap. cap. Yep, yep. So I got the sweat stains like John Wetland. Um, what is the greatest old school candy? Like old guy candy? Because I have an answer. Like old guy candy. There's a, I, I, I think there's a number one old guy candy that I like, as Ramos probably cues up Lollipop by Lil Wayne for uh, later on. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna say Juji Fruits. I feel like I'm the only dude on planet Earth. Uh-huh. I keep Juji Fruits in business. I'll go down the candy aisle at the supermarket. I'm like, man, they're always here, and no one buys them but me. Juji Fruits. Well, that, that's a thought in itself. It's like, who's keeping Clark Bars in business? You know, like, <laughs> Who knows? Who, who's buying it? I never bought one in my life. So, what is your favorite old school old guy candy? My grandfather always had the Werther's and the old root beer barrels. Yes. Pee Wee Herman oh, style. Root right? beer barrels. That's a great old guy candy. Such an old guy candy that it has to be acknowledged. It's like, you have any Skittles or anything good? You have, yes. Right? You have any yes. fun dip? And grandpa you always a, you had like, a, You have a Twix or a Kit Kat? No. <laughs> It's yeah, like how they, my grandmother always had a bowl of that ribbon candy. Ribbon candy or like saltwater taffy, right? Like something like that. So You know what, you know what old people love too? Uh, blackjack gum, like licorice gum. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so my grandfather always has stuff like that. My grandma, she's, you know, an old Me- was an old Mexican lady on my mom's side. She always had like candy to her was like butterscotch, like what are they like Brock's? B-R-A-C-H-S, Brock's, like yeah. butterscotch hard candies and jelly packets. To my grandma, like handing me a jelly packet that she jacked in the diner was like a treat. That was <laughs> candy? Like a, it was like a candy. It's like how my mom, my mom yeah. still steals saltines from like salad bars. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, thank you, Tita, for the jelly packet. No. Yeah, or, uh, a packet of orange marmalade from the Union Diner is not a dessert, Grandma. Ooh, strawberry uh, jelly. Thank you. And she always had chiclets, bro. 
You know, I'd ask for grandma chicle, but she'd actually actually have the actual old school chiclets all the time, which are hard to find. So I'm just throwing that out there. But my personal favorite old guy candy that you can still buy at one of these little shops every now and again is Zots. We've talked about it. Zots Zots are the league leader, number one, my favorite. People who know love it. People who don't are like, what the hell is that? They're life changing. They're still great. And they're old people candy, old school, Wait, are, old are style. Those the, are those the Zots that the candy that I never had that you made me try a couple years ago where it's like fizzy? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're a hard candy and then they fizz in your mouth. Like, <laughs> and either you love it or you hate it, but that's my number one answer is, for best old guy candy. Is that kind of like Pop Rocks? The same theory? No, it's it, different. Okay. See, you know what, Ramos? One day I'm going to bring them in when we okay. get back and we're going to ha- I want to see your face when you eat it. <laughs> are, they, are, they, are they tart? In your face. Ooh. Are they, they just, tart? They, they start to fizz. They're like, okay. Okay. Because that's pop. what Pop Rocks did, right? They fizzed no, in pop, your face. Yes, like, Pop Rocks did that. They like yes. pop. They're like, <laughs> you ever, uh, oh, you ever fizz. Use, okay. You ever use Pop Rocks uh, somewhere else or no? What's that? What? I'm just throwing it. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there to the public, not you. I'm saying. <laughs> Rich is better anyway, than Maxim Radio Show. Yeah. By the way, Mon- Monsi, Danny G, do you guys have any old people candy? Because I'm going to throw three. Oh, Tell I, me if you like these. I wrote a couple down here. How okay. about the Abba Zabba bar? Abba Zabba. Yeah. You're my only friend. <laughs> look, look that up if you don't know that one. Bit Oh Honey. Oh, yeah. That one yeah. lost me. Chico Stick. Oh. Oh. I knew all of them except for Chico. What is Chico Stick? I'm looking that up right Chico now. Chico Stick. What um, is that? It was, I think peanut butter, it, like it had Chico a peanut butter stick. flavor. Yeah. Uh, again, not an ad, but I feel like years ago there was like a company that would sell like retro candy for like twenty bucks in a box, and someone sent it to us, and it was a bunch of garbage. But I mean, because it's a lot of them are not great, but they're throwbacks. Remember, like, is it Neko N E C C O? Neko wafers, wafers, trash, dude. That's garbage. Trash. Smarties are way better than Neko wafers. Oh, those wafers were horrible. And then, uh, <laughs> do you remember the circus peanuts? Yeah. Oh, I would, you yeah. know what? I would get them from Halloween from the old lady and throw it back at her. Like, no thanks. I don't want. I don't want that. All right, so, all right, let me let me throw a couple at you guys. Tell me if you think they're awesome or not. Or are they even old guy candies? First of all, candy cigarettes. When you would blow the powder oh, out. No. Candy best. cigarettes. Well, there was two kinds, Rich. There was the kind with the wax paper that was gum inside, and it would blow out the smoke. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it was the hard. It was just the hard. And then the the hard like white candy that tasted like like ass. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember Chuckles? It was like five yes. jelly candies in a row. Chuckles. Yes, of course. Yeah. And by the way, a lot of these are still around. You just have to go to a, like a yeah. a little candy like shop a, to like find a retro candy shop what right. about uh what about freshen up gum it, it would have the little goo in the middle freshen up bubble gum oh, i remember yeah. how about zebra stripe gum Ugh, i didn't like that oh, oh you didn't like fruit stripe fruit stripe yeah, stripe, yeah. I like no, that would gum. lose its that would lose its flavor in ten seconds. <laughs> yes, type. that's yeah. true. But what was the gum that came in like a? It was like a foot long, and then you it, it was like a little circle, and you would oh bubble it out. Bu- oh bubble tape. Oh. But is that what it was called? Bubble tape. Let yeah. me see. Yes. Let me see. Bubble tape for sure. Uh, but that's not. I, I, I don't. That's not not an old guy candy, yeah. but still, it's old school. Yeah. Well, you know, my, well, old the school cigarette old gum school. was just because they don't want kids smoking cigarettes, right? That's kind of what that. They stopped that. Yeah, but it made it glorified smoking yes. cigarettes. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a tw- like a six year old kid yeah. <laughs> yeah. puffing up smoke. When you're old enough, here's some lucky strikes. Um, well, so- we all pretended like we were baseball players using chew. 
with our big yep. league chew. That's true. That is true. And by um, the way, uh, being that this is Fox Sports Radio, Jim Bounton, former Yankee, actually invented big league chew. That is that's true. Right. And it's still hey, great. You, still one of my favorites. Would you guys call milk duds an old guy candy, or is that for everyone? Uh, I think that's still popular e- even milk at the movie duds. theaters today. But yeah, it's still old school. If if you, I watch, would say uh, Raisinets is more of an old school, like like an old guy. Thing, yeah, that's not, still at the movie you, theater though. If it's at the yeah, movie theater you, now, <laughs> you try to get a kid to eat like raisins and chocolate. They don't necessarily want that. Yeah. About, right, what about this one? I'm sorry, Danny. No, uh, I was just gonna say Boston yeah. baked beans. No. Oh yeah, I'll pass on that. That's a, oh, that's definitely an old person candy. No doubt. If you watched, uh, if you watch Silo on Apple TV, they gave a shout out to an old school candy. Do you remember uh, having a bunch of Pez dispensers? Do kids what? Is that retro now? Or kids Dude, like, oh, Pez absolutely. is cool. You know what? Yeah? There's a documentary. I'm telling you, it's so worth the watch. There's a Pez documentary. I think it's on Netflix. I'm not sure, but I watched it. I must have had a lot extra time on my hands that day, and it was fantastic. It, there's a whole scene of Pez collectors, and it's a great story. Check it out. You learn the history of it. I think every kid for generations grew up with Pez and getting those dispensers. Remember bottle so, caps? Oh, yeah, of course. Old school candies, throwback Thursday, old school and 50 hits. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I would put my friends through an unintentional test. 
where I would say, let me call everyone at a weird hour and say, hey, my car broke down on the 101. I need your help. And whatever person helped me. I would tell you to call well, Tire Rack. Right? <laughs> they would, they would, they would, I would call Tire Rack too, but they would win a million dollars. Or like, hey guys, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy, can someone help me move this piece of furniture? And whoever said yes didn't realize that they were about to get a mill. I thought you were going to do squid games on all of us. <laughs> we could do that too. So uh, the one winner of the Yeah, the fashion district, dollar. downtown LA. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully the person's a good person at one. And you said we're going to talk running backs real quick quarterbacks on Netflix? Are you guys watching? I heard the big takeaway so far is that everyone hates the fact that they really like Kirk Cousins now. <laughs> like, like you don't want to like him, but you're like, damn it, I really like Kirk yeah, Cousins. Yeah, he comes out. He's so likable. <laughs> yeah, but I heard his wife is a Mrs. Grundy. Like, uh, <laughs> which like is, by the way. She wasn't, she wasn't too bad. She's a little conservative. At one point, she's like, oh my God, in the last two minutes of that game, I had to put my earbuds in and put my worship music on. And again, yeah, I'm, that's you know, not fair. Hey, I haven't se- I haven't seen it yet. I'm just going by what I'm seeing and hearing on on social yeah. media. But I heard it's great. Yeah, and then and then it goes to Mahomes' wife screaming and jumping up and down like a lunatic with his brother, and it's just the couples are very different. I'll say that. Right. right. Okay. I, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch tonight. All right. Uh, let's let's talk some running backs before we get to Monsi's update. Kavino, what is uh, what is your first instinct? When you see what's going on with Josh Jacobs and my first Saquon instinct Barkley. is is running running backs are no more special than any other job in the history of jobs. You know, technology replaces a lot of jobs. Every career, someone has to pivot. We've had to pivot. It's like syndication. You know, you just have fewer spots, lesser value. We've seen jobs uh, come and go in the world of sports. Like the lefty specialist uh, specialist didn't didn't exist until the 90s you know what I mean so certain jobs come certain ones go and I think that we're just going through a phase where the running back is just not as important as it used to be and that's just life that's just how it is look what AI is doing for for jobs you know today it was announced that Google is is inventing some technology where journalists could use AI to write their articles AI is replacing a lot of things AI is replacing the radio host so, dude, I people when I was, at, when I was in college, Kavino, when I was in college, there was a a huge major at Syracuse University. I had friends that majored in newspaper and magazine. That was a big thing at the communication school. I mean, dude, newspaper we majored magazine? In, in communications and doing radio. Now people do it from their bedroom in their socks. You know what I mean? So e- e- jobs and careers change. Look at the actors on strike right now. The Screen Actors Guild. And, of course, you sympathize and you understand. But you realize that with technology, they don't need to pay extras all that money to be in the background of a movie. That's the the fight. They're saying, hey, if we hire you once, can we just own your likeness and just just use you in other movies because we have the technology to do that now? So if jobs have to pivot or careers pivot all the time in whatever industry that you're in, how is the running back anything more special than, than another job or another I career. Mean, people have pivoted in – I'm going to give you three different industries that are so different, so bear with me. But they're all things that I, you know, I feel like I, we all know well. I immediately think of the travel agent, Rich. You don't think the travel agent had to pivot? Of course the travel agent had to pivot. So I was the running say, back has to pivot, that's all. I, I, I was going to say the, the pivot that broadcasters had to do when they realized, wow – 
every athlete and celebrity and everyone could do a podcast now, so I need to up my game. And now there's just a whole new layer of broadcasting. Um, people that are in the adult industry are like, oh, wow, women could do it on their own now on OnlyFans? That changes the game. Danny G, you come from a big background of hip-hop radio, and how important back in the day was the record label? Oh, they uh, they drove promotions on every they single drove radio the, they station. They drove the ship. Yeah. Now people are like, no, nah, I'm just I'm gonna throw my music online, and hopefully, uh, you know, kids start doing a dance to it on TikTok, and uh, you know, it's more important to have the ability to do it on your own now. So every industry pivots. Now, every how does this industry. tie back? So, is so this gonna, really sympathize. quick though, Covino? Is this gonna happen to any other position on the football field? Man, I, I, I think mm. fans got to fight back a little bit because. The running back was such an integral part of the game. I know it's not now, but it was. That's the roots of the game that we all love. And it's because of Sean McVay. It's because of a couple of really bad contracts that didn't work out. But can't you look at other positions on the football field and say, oh, my God, there were a couple of bad wide receiver contracts. Is all of a sudden wide receivers value all going to go down? Yeah, no, it's it's. But the wide receiver is the sexy position, it, you know? And it the, is, the but look changes. at all the running backs catching the ball out of the backfield. And I am a Josh Jacobs fan. I'll just put okay. that out there. So I'm leaning towards what he wants and what he should have gotten already. But the Raiders were like, we got to use him more as far as catching passes. So I think, I believe he caught 55, 56 passes two seasons in a row. They didn't pick up his fifth option. The feeling around the team was, let's see if he can have a monster season. He had more than a monster season. He won the rushing title. He also won a couple of the games last season himself. He put the entire team on his back. So in my mind, I'm thinking, man, they're going to reward this guy. What a baller. And they did not. They they, did not. They did. Now the word out of the org there was there's a, a source saying that he was in the parking lot you guys probably saw that they were so close to getting this done he was in the parking lot so that he could run up there and sign it by the deadline so they say it's amicable to that point like they're not mad at each other the two sides but the bottom line is they still haven't got it done they still haven't given him the money that he earned he earned this contract i believe and the fact that yeah, running but- backs can't get that money, and their lifespan is so short. Hey, dude, I, I and I get that, and I sympathize, but there's, there's a, in every industry, someone makes the choice, right, to take the job that's essentially going to pay less, right? Like, uh, these running backs, they could have said to themselves at an early age, you know, I want to play quarterback. And yeah, but it evolved. it evolved in the last few years, though. You know, it's, hey, you know, dude, but that applies to everybody under the moon, you know, not just running backs. So, of course, I sympathize, but – like I said, it happens in every industry. I also want to read the uh, Derrick Henry quote uh, before we play the Saquon Barkley soundbite. He says, at this point, just take the running back position out of the game then. The ones that want to be great and work hard as they do can give their all to an organization. Just seems like it don't even matter. I'm with every oh. running back that's fighting to get what they deserve. So it matters. It's just not as high a value as it used to be. Yeah, you know what? We, we got to go to Monty for an update, but Monty, you know, we were with you all football season last year. I'm a Niners fan. Yeah. What if what an impact did Christian McCaffrey have on that team? A running back could be the game changer for an organization. Pero, but, pero, but, pero, but I will say McCaffrey is like a hybrid player. 
Yeah, it's true. He it, is a hybrid player. That's the pivot. That's the see? that's the thing, right? That's the pivot. You better but work are, on your hands. But our a team's more. gonna pay the players For like sure. that because we've gone a, through this fight. Before yeah, like in that New is, Orleans. Yeah, a separate conversation. But I think that's what we're shifting to. The running back, a position that uh, it's ever changing world of sports and life and everything we do, right? So. Uh, your thoughts at Covino and Rich. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Until then, arrivederci, baby. See you in the promised land. Thanks, Goodbye. guys. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.